three days before Christmas, getting up very early in the morning, the wife said to the husband, Honey, last night I had a dream. And in the dream, you gave me a beautiful golden necklace as present for Christmas. What could that mean? The husband smiled and said, wait and see. The next morning, as soon as she woke up, the wife again said to the husband, Honey, last night again I had the same dream. And in the dream, you gave me a beautiful golden necklace as present for Christmas. What could that mean? And again, the husband said, smiled and said, wait and see. On the third morning, the wife said to her husband, the same thing, and the husband also gave her the same reply. Finally, on Christmas Day, the wife saw her Christmas present wrapped in a beautiful package and kept on her table. Excited as she was, thinking that her tricks worked, immediately she opened it expecting a beautiful neck, golden necklace. But unfortunately, to her great disappointment, she found a book instead. And the title of the book was The Meaning of Dreams. <laughs> I would like to start by reflecting on the essence of Christmas so that we don't miss the mark. Sometimes we, there are so many the, the craziness, the, the overwhelming uh, environment we find ourselves during Christmas makes us kind of lose sight of the real essence of Christmas. So what is the essence of Christmas? The essence of Christmas is the full manifestation of God's love for you and for me. A love that made God became one with us so that we can become one with God. We all know that if you are in love, you want to be with the one you love, the beloved. So God left heaven to be with us on earth because of the love he has for us. That's why in the gospel we heard that prophecy, a virgin shall bear a son and you shall name him Emmanuel, God with us. God being one with us. That's the essence of Christmas. So don't miss that fact. But it comes with some implications. The first implication is acknowledging how much God values you. That's the first implication of God's love for us. That I am a, a precious gift God so much loved me that he wants to spend eternity with me. The second level is, if God so much loved me, then it is an invitation for me to love myself as I am. A lot of times people struggle to love themselves as they are. You are God's creature, created in his image, and God intentionally created you the way you are. So accepting the way you are can be one of the greatest Christmas gifts you can give to yourself. You are God's creature. In his image and likeness, very unique as you are. 
and it is a creature that is created out of love. So love yourself, accept yourself as you are. The third level is now extending it to other people. If God so much loved me and I love myself, then I should extend that love to people around me. That's the essence of Christmas. But there's another layer that I want to unwrap, the layer of trust and forgiveness. You cannot talk about love without trust. If God so much loves us this way, that he wants to spend eternity with us, then we must learn how to trust God. Trusting God means believing God all the way, allowing God to lead you all the way through. I was talking to our, our kids on Wednesday, and I said to them, following God or being a disciple of Jesus Christ is like following your GPS. You want to go to Canada, or you want to go to Mexico, you jump into your car, your GPS says, turn right, you turn. Turn left, you turn. You have a destination. And no matter how the GPS navigates, it will eventually take you to your destination. But you need to trust that GPS. Our destination is to be with God for eternity in heaven. And what does God, God guarantee? What, what does God give us? He gives us eternal life, eternity. He gives us love that knows no bound. He gives us joy that knows no bound. He gives us peace and happiness. So that's the target. And how do we get to that target? Is trusting God all the way. All the turns and corners of our life, knowing that God is always there for us. But there's another important aspect that can be an obstacle to realizing this, and it is the aspect of forgiveness. If God loves us this much, and if we love ourselves and love our neighbor, then we are called to extend that love in a way of forgiving one another. Christmas is a time that families come together. We all have our problems, our siblings rivalry that started while we are still kids. Sometimes uh, the expectations you have for your dad, he was not able to meet those expectations, or the expectations you have for your mom. This is an opportunity for us to forgive and reconcile with one another. The best Christmas gift will be a Christmas where you reconnect with all those who have, in one way or the other, have offended you. I've said this before, forgiveness is not denying the hurt they caused you. Forgiveness is rather making a choice in spite of the hurt. In spite of the way you feel, you offer that grace, the grace of forgiveness. So as we gather in our families, may we remember what we are celebrating. Love, trust, forgiveness. And then following God will lead us to happiness, joy, eternity. In the Gospel of today, we, we heard about a man who kind of practiced what I just said, Joseph. Joseph had this woman, uh, she and Mary, uh, he and Mary were just betrothed. 
And before even they came to live together, Mary was discovered to be with a child. Just imagine what that means in our modern world. Sometimes we find this in our families. We find this, if it is in our modern world, we'll be watching it on television. But Joseph, being a righteous man, as the Bible noted, he didn't want to add more shame to Mary. Remember, this shame we are talking about is the assumption of Joseph. And that's another point that is very important. A lot of times we assume things about other people. And then we allow those assumptions to affect our attitude. And we start acting based on those assumptions. As clear as it may be, I don't, I've not been with this woman and she's pregnant. Yet, those assumptions of Joseph, we are wrong. But he did something very remarkable. Even in his assumption, he was compassionate in judging Mary. I wouldn't add more burden to her shame. I wouldn't shame her all the more. I would rather divorce her quietly. But that is not good enough for God. What is good enough for God is that Mary becomes part of Joseph's family. And that is where trusting God comes in. Even though Joseph didn't understand the whole picture, he trusted and did exactly what the angel commanded him to do. That's what we are celebrating. A time in our life when we are called to be graceful in our thinking about other people, to be graceful how we judge other people. Uh, they, they yastic to measure if you are acting from the principle of God's logic is to ask yourself, if I am treated the way I treat the other person, will I be okay? That's the yastic to measure. That's the way to measure it. Your brother, your sister, your friend. In my own family, I know I'm struggling with my youngest brother. He got involved in addiction. And for more than 13 years, he has been a problem to everybody in the family. So every year I find strength and I pray and ask God to renew my strength again to forgive him and give him an opportunity. Believing that being addicted to drugs does not define his life. I still believe that God will perform a miracle in his life. As a human being, I look at him, I see the many opportunities he has abused and that really gets me mad. But at the same time, I don't give up because I know God is capable of doing everything. When we give other people grace, then it becomes an opening for God to perform his miracles. But when we close the door against other people, then it becomes more difficult. If you close your door against your brother, your sister, you can't even pray for him. But if you have an opening for him, then it makes it easier for you to pray for him to understand him better and be more empathic and compassionate. That's what I'm asking you to do this Christmas. We all have it in our families, in marriages, and even among friends. But Jesus has come to grace us with his love, a love that guarantees eternity, a love that guarantees happiness and joy, a love that guarantees peace. My prayer today is that may we, like Joseph, be compassionate 
in our relationship with one another. May we, like Joseph, trust God at every turn in our life, even when it doesn't make sense. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. May this Christmas be a moment of grace in our individual lives, in our families, and in our community. We ask this through Christ our Lord.